We are here today to discuss the film documentary, Puppy Love, a true story that explores themes of humanity. Community, love, conflict, and legacy all come into play when a healthy litter of puppies is suddenly paralyzed and no one knows why. The vets, they recommend putting the dogs down, but a group of courageous women rally together to save these Labrador puppies. Nothing is off the table as they try to bring healing and restoration to man's best friend. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the director of Puppy Love, Gail Gilbert, to the show. Welcome, Gail. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I tell you what, I watched the full documentary of Puppy Love and uh, wow, what an incredible story. And aren't you uh, one of the owners of one of the puppies or now the adult uh, dogs? Yes. Uh, the whole story began when my puppy became paralyzed and I just I started shooting when he was healthy. But when he got paralyzed, I shot even more and took him back to the trainer and found more dogs that were paralyzed. Now, which, uh, which uh, Labrador is yours? Mine is Scout. He's the tallest one, the heaviest one, the one everybody complains when they pick him up because he's so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many puppies were in the litter? There were seven, five boys and three girls. I'm sorry, Seth, I can't do math. Five <laughs> boys and two girls. I'm so nervous. Well, and um, one of the boys went off to Nebraska and his owner, mother, um, found a holistic vet she worked with and she recuperated him on her own. And then the four of us went back to the breeder and we all worked together in unison. Well, how many ended up with paralysis and did the sex of the dog matter? Yes, it was only the males. And um, it, I had a, a vet, the vet who's actually in the movie um, came to our screening. We had a screening here in Chicago and someone asked her, why was it only the males? And she said that it, women, uh, female dogs, immune systems develop at a different rate than male puppies. And so it's made perfect sense to her that at eight weeks, the female puppies had a stronger immune system and could ward off whatever it was that causes paralysis and the um, males, it just took them down. Well, what caused the paralysis? We don't know. Uh, it, it's really uh, up in the air. I mean, it, it, the vets say they see this a lot. She said, oh, yeah, people talk about it a lot at vet conferences. And basically the standard practice is to put them down. Because who wants to be lifting up a puppy who gets bigger and bigger and bigger to go to the bathroom five times a day? And um, But it, it could be it, so it, the vet that did the most testing said it's definitely from an outside source. So it would be either a reaction to a vaccine or some type of a parasite that they could have gotten in vitro from their mother or something, or something called coonhound paralysis, which nobody really knows how it's caused or what it does, <laughs> other than makes paralysis. Well, I know that y'all did the testing and you found out that the paralysis wasn't genetic. Like you said, that it was from an outside source. Uh, you know, I have, we have, we have uh, a dog of our own. And, uh, and we're always reading literature when it comes to vaccines. Um, vaccines continue to change and evolve. And even our uh, veterinarian does not like the new versions of certain vaccines and actually likes to use the older versions because he has seen where some dogs uh, end up with a vaccine injury. Um, was this always in the back of your mind with these four puppies? Oh, most definitely. You know, I mean, uh, 
we have no way of proving it, but they did all come down with it a week after they got a vaccine. A week. Okay. So, all right, let's do a timeline here. So these puppies are eight weeks old. Um, when were they to get a particular vaccine before they were handed over to the new owners or were the new owners responsible for doing that once they got home? They were vaccinated by the breeder. I think the protocol at that time was six to eight weeks for this particular vaccine. It's the parvo distemper vaccine. And um, I, I've been told, and I, I keep looking online, I can't find anything to support this, but that the protocol from the national protocol for that particular vaccine has been pushed back to 16 weeks. So who knows? <laughs> oh, well, so then in a way, uh, that is basically silently acknowledging, acknowledging that, let's say, male puppies, uh, their immune systems would be, uh, let's say, much stronger by 16 weeks. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, hopefully it will happen less, you know. Hopefully. Well, you know, I've read research where uh, like the new rabies shot uh, has been prone to be causing paralysis and dogs. And that's where our veterinarian likes to go back and use the older versions because some rabies shots for uh, dogs today, it's almost like a, a three-year deal. It's almost like giving them a three-year dose all at once. And when we did that with ours, she didn't end up with a problem, but it it really did a number on her uh, for a few days because it was so strong all at one time. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have a pet, if you're thinking about getting a pet, uh, especially a puppy, male or female, do your research and maybe even talk to your veterinarian uh, before you actually get one and find a veterinarian that you really, really like uh, and that uh, you have a good rapport with because that's extremely important when it comes to uh, raising a new member of the family. Uh, <laughs> And for you, Gail, uh, was this form of paralysis common in Labradors and other breeds, or was it just uh, kind of a broad spectrum across dogs? It's a broad spectrum. I'm no, I, I was just at the National Labrador Show in outside Seattle, and I was talking to the Labrador cl Club, which is the National Labrador Club, and all the members. No one had ever heard of it. I mean, it, it's 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 very it's it's unique. <laughs> And um, it's definitely not something that Labradors are prone to at all. Um, but the story it goes beyond the paralysis to talk about the humans and uh, not giving up. I think it's really about, you know, we had this problem that we had no idea what it was, but we weren't going to give up on these puppies because they, they were fine to begin with. We, we had to figure out how to get them back to where they were. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because... Uh... You know, here's these, with you included, these courageous women decide to go against the normal recommendation of putting the dogs down and wanted to really, well, bring them back to good health and restore their ability to, to be a, a healthy uh, dog that runs and jumps and loves their owner. Um, what made y'all choose the route to try to bring healing to them? Well, partially because everyone loved this breeder and, and they love her dogs are special because she breeds Labradors that aren't just for hunting. They're not just for showing. They're basically Labradors that can do anything. Um, obedience, agility, rally, 
serve all she always has one dog of her litter as a service dog i mean her dogs were just really a special line of dogs and um she decided this was her last litter she was 65 68 years old and um nobody wanted her to lose her last litter wow so this was her last litter and i know her her name uh, her name is Cin cindy and she didn't want to appear on camera why she just is camera phobic <laughs> i sent it to her son and he said wow for someone who's camera phobic you you actually made a movie <laughs> with her in it <laughs> so yeah she just she was like put the camera away i'm like okay i won't shoot you and i just kind of move it off to the side and she yeah well, I was interested because as I was watching it, uh, what kind of cameras did you use? I actually saw, I think, one of you um, possibly with a GoPro uh, on your forehead. That was me. <laughs> I went out to help her one day and there was nobody to shoot video. So I thought, well, I should at least catch whatever. I didn't know how I was going to find the dogs. I didn't know, you know, if anybody would be walking yet. I didn't know what the status would be. I was terrified she'd be like, Putting, one of them might have been even put down. There was a point where I was really worried every time I drove up that one of them would be gone. Um, so I put a GoPro on my head and uh, yeah, you see my reflection in the window. But we, I mean, I started just with my cell phone shooting the healthy puppies. And then um, a friend of mine came like a 7D, basically D DSLRs to begin with. And then a friend of mine donated or let me borrow his 4K camera. So as the film kind of turned into more of a movie shoot, we m progressed in the quality of our cameras and our camera people. We had real cameramen and stuff by the end. <laughs> well, is this, is this your first film? It's my first feature. I've made a few uh, short narratives. Um, and those are all, you know, planned out with the crew and everything. This was just something that we were just shooting from the hip. We didn't, I honestly didn't know if we'd have a film. I, every time the phone call and I saw her, number in the uh caller id i was afraid she was calling to tell me that one dog just died so i didn't i honestly just thought we should document them because they were really brave and they were really cute um so i'd say the first half of the movie was just me wanting to you know pay homage to the dogs and then all of a sudden when i realized oh they're getting better this is a story <laughs> then i got more um aggressive about turning it into you know real shoots well, it flowed absolutely perfectly. I mean, regardless of all the different types of cameras that you use, it flows. You don't, I mean, you know, from a, you know, from a cinema point of view, you don't see the difference or changes in film. But uh, let's get down to the healing here. Uh, so I got to hand it to you on the, on the cinematography part. Um, absolutely fantastic. But I want to get down to uh, all all of the ladies uh, working with these with these puppies. Uh, one of the ladies said that she used herbs. Can you tell me what herbs were used? She went to a Chinese healer, Chinese medicine doctor, and um, he prescribed certain Chinese herbs that were for um, different things. One was for um, I think inflammation, one was to help with his ligaments, one, there were like six and we had to pour all this powder on them and on their food. And at some point we had to put them in hot water so that they were liquid. Cause some, at one point the dogs couldn't chew. We had to open, pry open their mouths with our hands and take a syringe full of liquid and shoot it into their mouth. And that was the only way we could get nutrition in them. Um, 
And all this time, while this friend of ours was doing all this, the breeder, Cindy, would be in the kitchen going, hocus pocus, I don't believe any of this crap. And, you know, there was just, a, there was a lot of questioning back and forth. It was like, what are we doing? And, and um, but so we don't know what worked. We were willing to try anything, honestly. You know, I was trying to make a list as I was watching the film. So you had Arnica for inflammation. <laughs> and a lot of my viewers and listeners know um, about wellness. So they're very familiar with Arnica. Uh, I was surprised about the the dandelion uh, stew, literally going out into the yard, picking up all the dandelions, uh, which when I saw that, I knew right offhand that it was there to uh, improve the purification of the liver to possibly get out of the system what could have been causing the paralysis since it, since it was an outside source. Um, I thought the chicken soup was interesting. Uh, and then a whole host of Chinese herbs and even homeopathic remedies. Uh, even uh, what acupuncture was used? Oh, acupuncture and chiropractic. Um, we had a chiropractor who was a friend of the breeders who'd come like three times a week and work on these dogs. And she took the little one Oliver home several times so that she could work on him all day long and all night. And just so he spent some time with her. And then we saw this new vet halfway through the movie who had us all switch to raw to a raw diet. Now, yeah. And when I saw the, um, I guess the, the acupuncturist to the massage therapist, especially with, with Oliver, uh, I found it interesting that she actually brought up the point that it wasn't that the muscles were tight. It was the ligaments that were actually tight. And now Oliver had, uh, was it his front legs or hind legs that he had uh, a twist in the, in the bone or the joint? It's front legs. So, and he's still that way. I see him all the time. He's the happiest boy, but he walks like Charlie Chaplin. His legs don't really bend and he's so cute. <laughs> he's you really know, cute. and I was, you know, um, to me, that was kind of a, a tense moment in the oh. film with, with Oliver. Um, was it, I'm sure it was a surprise to everyone that, uh, I know that the thought of putting Oliver down was discussed but then something new was being tried with Oliver. And then within two weeks, he started to stand up. What happened? Well, it really was uh, Amanda, the other woman, the fourth woman. Um, she just got sick of, she said, you're feeling, he's just feeling sorry for himself. And so she's just, because we worked together, she, we'd have him on the rug in our office and she'd just go over there and hold him between his leg, her legs and say, come on, stand up. You better stay. And she started yelling, literally yelling. And she's this little like four foot six woman. And um, she just would yell at him. And finally, he just did it. Now, when did the underwater <laughs> treadmill come into play? Which I thought was a very interesting uh, therapeutic device. Um, that was about a, a month after. No, two weeks after Oliver started walking. We took him to that vet. And my dogs still do that underwater treadmill. Yeah, because it, it, uh, the underwater treadmill actually what takes the stress off the joints, but but actually gives them better resistance to build up their muscles than just like, like you mentioned in the film, uh, just the air, because mm -hmm. the air doesn't provide enough resistance like water does. Yeah, it's it's my because the puppies are now 11 years old, so they're on the older side. And um, my and Scout, it just is. He's got great mobility. He's and I think a lot of it has to do with that underwater treadmill. 
Well, how many, how many months from the point of being paralyzed? Now, all four puppies were not paralyzed the same. Some of them were only hind legs. Um, I think two, what the paralysis actually reached the throat where they are even turning their head, which is why uh, they had to be bottle fed. Actually, all of them were paralyzed all the way up to their neck originally. It's just that two of them came out of it much quicker, like within a week. They Then it was just like to their chest. <laughs> and then within another week, they could move their front leg. I could be wrong. It could be more like after two weeks, they, you know. But so it was just a different progression. But all of them had it all the way through their neck where they could just blink and, and swallow. I mean, was there ever a point in time over the over the many months of ever giving up or was it just tenacity and uh, passion and maybe a little bit of stubbornness to, to see this whole thing through? I want to say it's what you're saying. We all were, you never, we had tenacity and all this stuff. I'm sure there were moments where we all were going to give up individually, but never vocalized it. I just don't remember them because, you know, now we're so happy that they're all great that I just think of it as, oh, we never wanted to give up. And we, we, you know, I, I, nobody ever vocalized it to any of us. I mean, we so, never brought that up. So when did with um, probably not counting Oliver, but with the other three, um, when did they actually start their training that Cindy is known for? The minute they could walk. So there's this, you know, we started with the, the ducks for the hunt trials. The, you saw Shooter could barely move and he was going after his ducks. Um, and he's now got his junior hunt title. He's doing really, he's did fabulous in the hunt world. Um, um, I would just say as soon as they could walk, we started the, basically the retrieving and the obedience. She was really big on obedience, healing properly, proper manners. She, she was uh, kind of a, a task, taskmaster. <laughs> you know, why was it so important uh, for these dogs to receive their certificate of training? The working certificate? Yeah, yeah, the working certificate. That's just like the lowest level in the hunt world, but it just shows that a Labrador can do what it was bred to do, which is run 100 yards. Actually, it's probably more like 50 yards, but uh, the ones we went to were 100 yards back then. It was 100 yards, pick up a duck, bring it back, and bring it back to its uh, trainer. So just the idea that the dog can run properly, can fetch properly, can hold while he's running, and can return to his trainer is you know that's like the that's like the the bare minimum of any kind of training and the fact that they all could do it within i think they all got it when they were like 10 months old well what was it like uh taking all of them to their first event oh that was amazing we, when we went down to labrador nationals it was just amazing we live in chicago and we drove down to st louis where the purina has this beautiful facility and um it was just that was the dogs were they were so happy <laughs> and we were so happy you know it was kind of a dream of mine that that the movie would have we'd all end up at a dog show i didn't know we'd end up at that dog show but you know it was it was it blew my mind oh so going down to the labrador nationals in st louis that was a pretty big deal then oh yeah oh yeah i it never occurred to me that we would do it and i just found out randomly that penny and michelle had all, entered oliver and shooter which i 
I, I, I hadn't really done any training with my dog or anything. So that blew my mind. So yeah, it was, and it was great to see what people do at those levels. I, at that point, I didn't know anything about dog training. I didn't know any, honestly, anything about it at all. And so I've spent the whole time I've been editing this movie, I've been training my dogs to kind of know it more so I could be more authentic because it's a, it's a foreign world. And, um, so now I've trained my dogs in hunt and in um, obedience and in tracking. Scout got his tracking title. Oliver got his champion tracking title, which is really hard to get. Really, really hard to get. Wait, 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 wait. Oliver. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when, when you see the film, Oliver's original name is White, which I thought was weird. So I was glad it was changed to Oliver. <laughs> and, and Oliver was the one that really had the worst case and then the longest uh, healing from the paralysis. Um, wow, that is in. I'm I'm so proud of Oliver for getting for getting the, the champion version. I mean, what was it like when you went to the Labrador Nationals? What in the world were people thinking when they saw Oliver for the first time? Uh, there was some pushback. There were people who um, said, you know, what's what's with that? You know, because. It, it, Typically, historically, if breeders had problems with a purebred dog to maintain the quality of the breed, you would put that dog down. So there was some pushback, but since he was fully grown and he was competing in his own little way, actually getting a champion tracking title is not little. They're only like 15% of all dogs who try over their lifetime get. I mean, that's a very hard title to get. Um, but now... Uh, when he goes to shows, every he's the hit of the show. Everybody, everybody knows him. He's he's Oliver. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, I think more th more than half the nation probably spends a lot of time on Instagram, for example. And there are so many dog videos from funny ones to ones that'll just pull the tears out of your eyes. And then you see a lot of pets that may have been injured maybe they they lost a limb um and but the owners continue to maybe build a contraption of some sort for these dogs to continue to have a a full life and that the owners just absolutely pour so much love upon them i think oliver's an inspiration oh completely uh, completely yeah he's our mascot <laughs> Well, what in the world at that time, what was Cindy thinking? I don't know. I think she was overwhelmed, you know, and I think the fact that we all went to help her helped, you know, just keep her moving forward. Her husband was also very ill. So I think her focus was on him. So I don't, I don't know. I never really talked about it with her other than just to do whatever she said. I, I'd walk, get, walk in the door and she'd say, okay, go feed those guys and take those guys outside and blah, 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 you know, whatever. I just kind of follow my marching orders, but I never sat down and had like a, like an in-depth conversation about what are we doing? <laughs> well, she raised Labradors for 40 years and wasn't this the first lit litter that this had ever happened? Before? Oh yeah. I mean, it's the first litter of any Labrador anybody's ever heard of, but um, yeah, it was, she's never had any problems with any of her dogs. Her dogs were always, um, either they were going on to compete or they were going to homes that would get there were, she had plenty of families who had several of her dogs over many generations. Yeah. Wow. She, so, and, well, and this, and this was, and this was her last litter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I know that uh, you mentioned in the film, um, of course, Cindy's husband passed. And uh, when did Cindy pass? She died when the puppies were three. Three years old. Now, um, so in nine, so wait, not 19. Uh, in 2016, the uh, AKC uh, awarded Cindy Breeder of the Year. Can you tell us about that? It, it, it's, it's a huge honor and nobody knew she was even up for it. Um, Somehow or another, Penny, who's in the film, found out that um, a package had been returned to, oh, the AKC that her said her ribbon had been uh, returned to them, and they didn't know that she had passed away. So they had just sent her the ribbon and not notified anybody else. Um, So somehow or another, Penny got the ribbon, and um, it's basically, it's Breeder of the Year in Tracking, which is unheard of for a Labrador, because Labradors aren't known for being good tracking dogs. And... um, out of the seven do- puppies in that l- last litter, four of them are champion tracking dogs, which is another unheard of thing. Four and one five. of them's Oliver. Yeah, Oliver, Oliver, um, Shooter, Dylan, the one in Nebraska, and their sister, yeah, four, and their sister, Cheddar. And now, the other. Now, Red, Red ended up being what? Is Red basically just a pet? Yeah. Mm hmm. Was he the one that didn't want to jump in the water? No, that was my, well, he, he finally did. Yeah. But he's the one in the, in nationals. Yeah. Who wouldn't go in the water. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was actually kind of cute, actually. I mean, ours doesn't really like the water and our other one will literally jump into the pool. Uh, if you turn your back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so crazy that our, the boys wouldn't jump in the pool and the girls at our, you know, at the pool birthday party, the girls are jumping in all the time, but the boys are just like, huh, I don't know about this. <laughs> wow. I find that kind of odd. I'm, I'm surprised that regardless of being male or female, so, and let's just say Labradors and I've seen golden retrievers, uh, golden retrievers. I mean, I mean, they literally will just jump into a body of water and not even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and Labradors have to, th- and so the, I guess the male Labradors are actually thinking, I don't know if I want to get wet today. Oh no, they love, they would go in the stairs. They just, they didn't, they'll go in a pool. I mean, in a lake, they go in a lake, no problem. They just never jumped in a pool before. So they were freaked out. Wow. That is, so out of the seven puppies, four received what you said, their champion tracking certificate. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. What an incredible accomplishment. And to know where they came from. I mean, how many months was it? I was trying to count the months as I was watching the film. Was it nine, 10 months uh, was, w- when they really came into their own? Or, or I mean, it, Oliver's really the only one that shows any uh, uh, lasting effects from the paralysis, correct? Yeah, yeah. No one would know it from any of the other dogs. And Oliver, it's only when he turns and walks right at you. He just has a little wobble and you see those legs don't bend. But it took, when they were about 10 months old when we went down to Labrador Nationals, or nine and a half, and that's when all of them were pretty much almost normal. I mean, they still have work to do, but um, by the time they were a year, they were really good. Wow, so basically, let's say nine and a half to 10 months later, 
the stage at which they were at that point is basically where they are now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is, that is extremely remarkable. And ladies and gentlemen, you really gotta, you have to see this film puppy love. It's inspiring. I think not only inspiring for our pets, Gail, I think it should be inspiring for us that, uh, you know, we ourselves need to push harder and regardless <clears throat> what could be holding us back, maybe maybe it was an injury that uh, we can even reach champion status as well. Thank you. I think so, too. <laughs> well, where can everyone be, where can everyone see the film? Well, it just was released last week on Amazon, on Apple TV, on uh, Vimeo on demand and Google Plus, I think it's called Google. There's a, there's a few of them, <laughs> but basically you got to make sure you're watching the puppy love documentary because there's a puppy love rom-com that just came out as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I saw that on, on, on uh, IMDB that there is about three puppy loves out there, but ladies and gentlemen, you have to pick the one that's about these beautiful Labrador uh, retrievers. And it is a stunning film and gal, how long did it take you to film it? And how long did it take you to edit it and get it ready, uh, I guess, to take it to festivals? It took uh, about a year to film because it was from the time they were born until they were a year old. And then and um, and then it took me three years to edit it because I had to I didn't work full time on it. I had a job, so I did it when I could. And um, so I started right with COVID in March of 2020. <laughs> Wow, that, that sure did give you quite a bit of time to, to focus on getting the editing done without having any interruptions. Well, I still had work because I'm an editor and I work from home a lot. But I just thought this is something I, you know, I, I had less people in my head coming at me. So I, I would get up early at five in the morning and, and work on this before I started other things. Oh, my goodness. Gail, I mean, I absolutely love this film. Thank and, you so much. um, and just like everybody who's seen it, you, you have to, to grab a bit of Kleenex, but uh, they're, they're happy tears, you know, because this is a story of, of victory and triumph. And, uh, and, and now out of the seven, there's four champion trackers. And, and that makes me love Oliver even more. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> he is late. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are a dog lover or a pet owner like me, we all know that our pets are true family members and we probably treat them better than we treat other people. And don't <laughs> lie, you know it's true. But the film Puppy Love makes you fall in love with these four incredible puppies and makes you want to give your own pet a hug after watching it. And just like Gail said, Puppy Love is now available uh, on digital and on demand. So look it up on Prime Video, Apple TV, Google TV, uh, and look for the Puppy Love. You'll, you'll see the poster uh, with two or three of the puppies on that poster, and you know that you got the right one. And I will tell you this, it is a must-see for any film documentary and any pet lover. And for me, I, I give it five paws. It's that good of a film. <laughs> thank you so I, much uh, go ahead gail oh just thank you <laughs> oh you're absolutely welcome and uh, again ladies and gentlemen check out puppy love 
Uh, again, it's on digital, on demand, and uh, it's a beautiful film documentary. And, and I promise you, uh, you know, this is one of those films that doesn't end sadly. It ends very, very happily, and uh, we need more films like this. So, so Gail, I hope you have a new uh, film idea for the future. Oh, yeah. There's three going on in my head. <laughs> well, well, I can't wait. And whenever you get those filmed and edited and ready to go, you've got to come back here so we can talk about those projects as well. It'll be my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, film director Gail Gilbert and her incredible film, Puppy Love. Again, I'm going to say it. I give it five paws and it is on digital and on demand right now. So when you, after this interview, look it up and watch it. It'll bring a smile to your face and happy tears to your eyes. And as for me, I want to thank you for watching and listening and I'll see you next time.